2: Yeah. Coming, in hot. Coming in hot Just like the, Just like the I, write what I, live. I write what I live My life in the speaker. I'm nice with the flow nice with
3: the- Welcome Just back the to this week's edition of Black and White right Radio on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. You know, uh, I tell you, leftists, man, they don't want to feel the heat, you know. Uh, we were supposed to have former state senator Hollywood Ricky Hinden in studio, uh, but he bailed on us. He said he's sick, so he couldn't come in. Uh, I was really wanting to do this show uh, because I think sometimes, see, I like the engagement with the with, with people who may not think like me. Uh, I like especially people who are who are leftists who are on <laughs> a very progressive radio station here based in here in Chicago. I was really looking forward to it. Um, there's, there's, there was a text message going that Villan and I and um, Jimmy Conomo's great sponsor of the show and the, and Hollywood Ricky Hinden were on. Were on. And uh, I was really, really hoping to take that text message conversation and really hit and have that conversation over the air today. But I guess we're going to have to uh, reschedule that because, you know, I guess, you know, some people don't want to hear the real truth. <laughs> uh <No>! but <laughs> but I am really excited about today. Uh I'm so I am back on YouTube. YouTube has lifted the ban. Um so I'm sure I'll be back on there because somebody's going to report it or you know their fact checkers are going to look this up. I'm I want to say something cuz we're going to be talking about the J6 committee today. Yeah. Um because and I and I'm sure they're going to be listening to that and and somebody's going to report it. Uh, I do see that I've I've gotten a lot of what 14 new subscribers since I've been kicked off YouTube. Wow, that says a lot. Um, so if you're if you're listening by radio, if you're not by the radio, um, share all the main the 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 um, streams. We're on Facebook today. We're on Rumble, uh, and we're on uh, Facebook, Rumble, and YouTube. Uh, you can find me on Rumble, all one word, Black and Right Radio. So please share the streams. This is going to be a good show. We're gonna have gubernatorial candidate Jesse Sullivan who's gonna join us and join us in the two o'clock hour. Um, but you know, I was really looking forward to that. Um, but today, I'm so happy to have the troublemaker back in the studio because he, you know, the troublemaker doesn't even say, "Hey, can I come in anymore?" He just shows up. Rylan, the troublemaker, Galloway. Red. Oh, there it is.
4: <laughs>
3: Red. <laughs> there it is. First well,
5: off, I well, want to well, say thank you for having me, John, and uh, well, I want you to thank your friend. I mean, I got this beautiful, it Wait, I this beautiful you know. <laughs> mug, and I've been—he wa- must have read my mind. I've yeah. been wanting a mug that could keep my refreshments cold yeah. and hot for a very long time. Now yeah. I don't have to buy one. This right. is
3: beautiful, and 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 my, my good buddy, the Piedot uh, Scott, DJ Scottsberg, made these for us. Oh man, he made myself, you won, the Bishop. And our in-studio guest, my pastor, Pastor Randy Bland. Thanks so much for joining us today, Pastor.
6: John, it's my pleasure. Glad to see you again and glad to be here with you.
3: Yeah. I mean, we see each other every, every <laughs> week, though. <laughs> I, I, gotta, I, got, you know, um, I had a friend this week say to me, we got to get people their roses while, while they're alive. And I'm going to tell you, my pastor, Pastor Bland, has been really instrumental in the change in my life since I've met him. Um, from day one, we just clicked. And um, I see him weekly um, and sometimes we miss a week every now and again, but I see him weekly and he's, he's really, really trying to teach me that champion mentality.
5: Amen. I think and. I met you
3: during the transition of uh, mm-hmm. John's son. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 He, that, that was his yeah. church. <clears throat> you know, right. Okay. That was, that was at Pastor Blanche Church. We had what? 1400 people there. Yeah, it was, a, it was an amazing night. Yeah. But you know, you know, let's, 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 let's get right at it. All right. Know? Uh, not no, not that Verlon. Oh, like, okay. Deloitte, yeah, you ready? You ready already? Not that. You know, not that. Not just yet, Verlon. But I, I wanted to bring Pastor Blaine in because tonight he's going to be at an Awake event, um, put on by Shannon Adcock, um in Awake Illinois. Um, and he and I have been talking about this what for six mo- five six months now. And I, I I thought it to be a very important conversation because what's happening to the chil- our children here in the state of Illinois. Uh, Pastor, you 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 talk a lot of, about you talk a lot about the loss of education in the last two and a half years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so much so that you've you've put up you've liquidated a lot of your own personal stuff to really push and start the Grace Association to provide good quality education throughout the state of Illinois. And there's so many different areas in the state of Illinois where people want the Grace Association to come into their communities because. They see what's happening here in the state of Illinois. Talk to the talk to the audience about what it is that you're actually trying to do, and then we can get into the, the loss of education and the, what is Grace sure. Association.
6: Well, the Grace Association is um, uh, an organization that we want to do everything we can to restore uh, a conservative education. In fact, Grace stands for gracefully uh, reclaiming a conservative education. Yeah, and uh, obviously. Everyone in the in the entire country has seen uh, the downfall of the public school system. Not just through COVID. It was, you know, clear prior to COVID there were a lot of issues, and COVID just kind of exposed uh, them to a lot more people. Yeah. And uh, we just have a, a a conviction and a commitment to start as many schools as we can, rather than kick the can down the road and hope that somebody else will pick it up and do something with it.
3: Yeah. And, and now we we have where my kids attend Shanahan location. Mm-hmm. How many more locations have been birthed um, in the in the last, what, four or five months?
6: Yeah. We started a new school in Naperville. Naperville has started taking students. We started a school in Romeoville. They started taking students. Uh, we started a, a school in the Lincoln Way area. Mm. Uh, we're starting one in Sterling, Illinois. We had a, a gentleman come up from Springfield that we met with yesterday that we're going down to Springfield to look at starting wow. a school there. Uh, Fairbury will be an area. Uh, we just signed a contract to start a new school in Elgin, and um, the list just kind of goes goes yeah. on and on. Yeah. Everywhere we go, there, there are literally thousands of people that, you know, have either contacted us or sought us out to start a school in their community.
5: Wow. Sir, what part of the education system do you believe is contributing to the deterioration of our youth? Ooh, you got that out smooth. Well, I think
6: I think it goes all the way back to 2002 when Hillary Clinton was pushing No Child Left Behind, and out of that was birthed the Common Core curriculum. And during that time, our test scores here as a nation and our public schools were so bad that the federal government was given incentives to start raising those scores, and they started incentivizing teachers to bring those test scores up by giving our school systems literally billions of dollars. And as a result of that you know, initiative, uh, teachers began to teach students to test, not necessarily to learn. And uh, you started kind of seeing, you know, education begin to fall at that point.
5: How did that morph into CRT over sexualizing our kids, teaching them sex from kindergarten on up and and wokeism? How did, how did it go from common core to that?
6: Well I think common core took you know, parents and literally drove them away from the table. And what happened was parents would sit down in the beginning of the the common core movement and they had no idea how to do this work. And so they weren't able to be a part of the child's education. And that literally drove them away from the table. And they said to the students and to the school systems, we'll just trust our kids to the system. And imagine, you know, 10, 15 years of that now. And beyond, you know what that's done to to the parents and students' relationship and education.
5: Do you believe truly believe they were driven away from the table, or did the public school system secretly steal our kids from the parents? Because I remember when Melissa Harris Perry said it's going to take a village mm-hmm. to, to raise the kids, and basically take your kids from your teaching as a parent from your home. So, do you right. believe they were, parents just gave up, or was the kids taken?
6: Well, I think that's a political, you know, arena. I'm not really skilled enough or understand enough to get involved in, but I will tell you from the spiritual side of things, in 1962 when the Supreme Court said it was no longer legal, you know, for students to pray in school, in 1963 they took Bible reading out of school. You go back to 1962, prior to that decision, you know, Probably the biggest thing that happened in public school was kids got in trouble for running in the halls and chewing gum. But you look at 1963 and beyond, and every moral indicator that you can imagine went through the roof and has not come back down. Yeah. So when you tell God we don't need you anymore, this is what you get.
3: Wow. There it is. My pastor, Pastor Randy Bland. Uh, You're going to join us I don't know how long you're going to be here. I hope you, Hopefully, you're going to be here to at least the end of the first hour. <laughs> You've got my first hour. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> uh, you're listening to Black and White Radio on AM560. Answer. I'm your host, Judd Anthony. We're going to be talking more about the loss of education when we get back from the break. Jim, hold the line. We'll be right back. testify I
2: don't need a subpoena. They want my go to Korea. I love my dog just like I'm Peter. Gotta protect
0: It's this show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about. It's Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer.
2: Maybe I'm foolish
7: maybe I'm blind Thinking I can see through this and see what's behind Got no way to prove it so maybe I'm lying But I'm only human after all I'm only human after
3: all Don't put your blame on me. Welcome back. Black and Right Radio Don't put on AM560, AM The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with my good friend, the troublemaker, Brian Galloway, and my pastor, Pastor Randy Bland. Uh, before we, we continue our discussion, let's go to the phone lines. Let's go to Jim, who's also a sponsor of the show. And I do think Jim is somebody that would be definitely interested in helping the Grace Association. Isn't that right, Jim? <laughs>
8: That's right. Anything you suggest, I'll try to help out. Anyways, <laughs> uh, I call about a different matter, but just real quickly, you know, back in the old days, they used to have rifle clubs. Yeah. And um, do you know who... Um, uh, Cliff, uh, Cliff uh, from WVONS, uh, the Cliff governor. Okay. Cliff yeah. Because yeah. one time we were talking about this whole thing with the rifle clubs, because my dad, he was at us in High School and right before World War II, and they had a rifle club, because I saw his old book. I said, imagine that a rifle club. You know, so guns were good at schools back then. Yeah. You know, what happened? So mm-hmm. you should yeah. bring those back, and I think all you're talking about, maybe bring back a little bit of uh, religious instruction for kids would be good. Yeah. But um, I called because the... I'm getting the feeling that uh, Irvin may not be staying too much longer in the race for governor. He's not been doing well. Yeah, uh, he was on a different radio station. His interviews were very flat. And the idea was, you know, have a, a black guy come in and all that kind of stuff. And this is the same mindset. Remember years ago
4: mm-hmm.
8: when uh, they had the race against Obama, they brought in Alan Keyes. Oh
3: yeah, so oh,
8: yeah, yeah. Let's have a black guy against a black guy. This is the kind of mindset is stupid. Yeah. So I think this is not going to work, and I think daley's going to be the Bailey's going to be the guy.
3: Well, I did everything I can to actually get Irving on the radio today. Well, me, oh, yeah, uh, yeah this, my, we were, I was in conversation with his camp to try to get him on on the radio. So yeah. no, uh,
8: he hasn't been. He he was he did some paid shows on one of the other stations over the weekend. Yeah. and I guess it was a big flop.
3: Yeah. Well th- hey, Jim, here. Jim? where you at? Are you in? Are you home?
8: I'm in my office. I was actually in Honduras this week, but I'm huh. um, back at the saddle today. Yeah, gotta to, got to pay these ever higher tax bills of Illinois.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and guess what, Jim? <laughs> As as usual, I always thank you for sponsoring this show. Thanks so much for calling. Always a about. pleasure.
8: Be a good, guest. Yes, All sir. right.
3: Uh oh. Now, Pastor, hold on because this next caller talks like thirty minutes, thirty words in a second. Here we go, <laughs> Mitchell. Welcome back. Welcome back to Black and Right, brother.
9: Hey, Team Aries, Team Taurus. Um, I'm going to try to slow this one down um, so that I could be a little more, um, you know, so you can understand it better. Uh, unfortunately, it's just, you know, no one teaches you passion. Yeah, you know, I understand you know. everything
3: you say when you talk, though.
9: Oh, okay, good. That's good feedback. <laughs> um, but I want to bring to your attention, Team Aries, Team Taurus, that, you know, the when Hollywood Hendon and the WCPT, a large... A large portion of their whole, what I call, get up and motivation is to manufacture consent. Mm. And there's a huge difference between what I call, why do you think there's so many what I call conservative programs across this country? Because Air America couldn't get any funding because nobody was buying it. You see what I'm saying? You see, the difference is that we talk about concrete things like law and order. We talk about why is there a failure in the school system? Why isn't there more accountability of people that are acting irresponsibly? Why do we, why are we paying our property taxes and having all these carjackings, right? See, when you start getting into the finite, the concrete issues, Democrats and radical Democrats, they want to run from them because you know why? Team Aries and Team yep, Tory—they understand the, uh, the the law, the, the whole the, uh, concept of the law of supply and demand. Yeah. where Republicans are fiscally responsible about the bottom line. Most. right, we are fiscally <laughs> responsible about how we have to attract you know and gather you know critical mass. And Hollywood Hendon on his show, and you know, uh, you know, this for a fact um, that when you're talking to on his show, he likes to pivot. He won't answer. You know, Berlin knows this all too well, and I know this all too well. And he will not answer direct questions because when you start getting away from the manufacturing consent, and the propaganda, they are vulnerable. And that's why, you know, I'm sure. Maybe that's why he didn't want to come on. Yeah, I mean, I I really didn't think he wanted to be surrounded by a bunch of critical thinkers that could deconstruct (laughs) his his argument in a few minutes. Right. You know, and this whole thing with regards to why the media is pushing the whole thing with January sixth, because like I we talked about this before, it's a complete it's a show trial. Why wasn't Trump actually charged with insurrection? Why was right. he never arrested, right? right. You got you gotta ask why wasn't the National Guard brought in? And by the way, why did uh Cruz when he asked the FBI they all took the fifth? And the fact of the matter is that they never want to come to grips yeah. that our country does false flag operations going back to the 30s Yeah. So you know, don't try to pull the wool over my eyes. Okay, don't try to be the one that's gonna because that's what they want. Democrats want you to fall in line. That's true. They don't ever question anything. They just and you know, you can't be a critical thinker. Oh no, no, the yeah. secret. But then when you ask them what is our Twelfth Amendment, they have no idea what that means. You <laughs> right. What I'm saying here, Daddy. I get you,
3: Daddy. Oh, thanks so much for calling <laughs> us, Mitchell. Thanks, Mitchell. I, I always got to take that. um But uh, pass it by. back to the this this this. I think it's a crisis in our in our education system right now especially here in the state of Illinois. Uh I know there are stories you you talked to me about kids coming to the school and not not wanting to go in the proper grade because they were so far behind. Talk to us about those stories and and why they're important.
6: Well, thanks for that question, John. I think you know you said that that parents aren't aware and I I really think that's the biggest problem. Parents are not aware. Yeah. They're 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 very much wanting to engage. They realize that sex ed That critical race theory, all those are things they want to try to avoid their children having to be exposed to. But in the the process of doing that, what they're not really fully aware of is what's happening educationally to these kids. We had a a junior in high school that that came into our school the beginning of this year, and uh, he was proud. He came in with his shoulders back, his head was up, and uh, his dad was enrolling him at the front desk. And As students were coming in, they were talking about, hey, our school never closed down. You know, we never had to wear a mask. We've always been. And you can just see his countenance change. His shoulders started dropping. His head was down. Next thing you know, this kid's crying in the office. His dad turns around and says, what's the matter with you? He said, Dad, he said, I can't be a junior. And his dad said, what do you mean you can't be a junior? He said, Dad, I never finished my sophomore year. And uh, so he ended up, you know, enrolling as a sophomore this year and he struggled even as a sophomore he's been able to catch up and he's doing well but listen it was an incredible challenge it took a lot of humility on his part and parents don't realize you know the significance that that you know covid has really had on their children
3: and especially as it comes to the loss of education i mean, I mean you've been talking about every time we meet that's one of that's one of the things we've really been harping on um because kids 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 what what kids who were what sophomores? Mm-hmm. Were, they, were they sophomores when COVID first started? Are now graduating? Will they be ready for the real world? Well, the the the
6: children that were were freshmen are now freshmen. graduating. Okay, yeah. And um, you know, they're no, they're not ready at all, and they know that. In fact, there are literally, I, I've spoken to thousands of families all across the state as we're working on this initiative to start new schools, and. We know for sure that not just in Illinois, but all across the country, it's well documented that there are thousands of high school kids that are not going back to school this year. Wow. And they're not going back to school because they finished their sophomore year, juniors did, realizing that they were were struggling doing eighth grade work. And well, now they're juniors in high school, and they realize, I only have two years, there's no way I'm going to catch up. Yeah. And so they're just not going, they're
3: quitting. And we have a
6: no-fail... We have a no-fail policy here in Illinois that says rather you understand the grade level you're in or not you're moving on
3: how asinine is that i mean i mean <laughs> i mean what does that really do to the to the uh, mental impact of a child
6: well a lot of the kids have been incredibly depressed i mean uh, you've experienced mm-hmm. firsthand i mean suicide yeah. is through the roof with these children yeah. i mean we're seeing more kids you know come to the end of themselves where they just they don't have any hope
5: mm. well i got two things real quick that started with george bush they felt like when you keep kids behind they, they, they self-esteem right. is damaged that's why they started doing that it doesn't work uh, number two you might not have enough time to answer parents in the inner cities do you believe that they think that the teachers know better the, the elites know better or they have no other choice but to send their kids to public school and just accept what they're teaching
6: well i don't think they know that there are options out there for them and if there are options they don't think they can either afford them or that they're available to them and i just think that's that's something they need to be educated on.
3: Yeah, and, and that's that was a really good question because, I mean, I, it's just it's just not enough parents are really understanding what what this will do to their kids. in the future, they're,
6: they're starting to John. They're starting to realize the impact because when kids were able to go back to school last year, everybody thought it was going to be a celebration and a party. Yeah, but it's not. These yeah. kids have lost two years of social socializing with each other and it's just been detrimental to them.
3: And, and And a lot of people talk about affordability. You've been giving out a lot of scholarships mm-hmm. to, to, to help kids escape from this public right. school <laughs> that's completely destroying these people. Right. So, But when we come back I want to talk more about the um, trade school that you're trying to build as well. Right. And find tell people where to find you and how to help and get engaged. Listen to Black and Right. We'll be right back.
0: Let's baby You're
10: girl. Hey. Hey. To okay. That's right. Right.
0: Black and right continues on AM560. Once again, here's John Anthony.
3: Welcome back oh. to Black and Right hey. Radio on AM560 the answer. Hey. Hey. I'm your host, John Anthony Live in the studio with the troublemaker, Mr. Red Velvet. Verlon Galloway. I
5: apologize for getting getting you into a mess, but you know how I am. About you it. are. You know, I, I hate it. I like it, though. Okay you like it, it, but I hate I identity politics. I'm not going to say who. I know. I'm just saying I hate identity politics. And when these so-called black Republicans start talking identity, it, it, I'm a purist. Yeah. You you know how to draw I the do. line. I don't. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. We need yeah. to move to forward together, not using race. To divide us, and I'm just going to jump. Now, all see, over. I,
3: I agree with that, but I also believe uh, for people to say uh, we shouldn't see color. No, color's there. You can't ignore color. You can't ignore that you're black. I'm black-ish, and he's white. I see character. Ish. Once, once, Ish. <laughs> once your lips start moving, I see but, who you are. But see, that's why I. That's where I believe the line stops. And people are like, "What the heck are they talking about?" We had a conversation during the break about somebody not, not being too happy about how we handled him doing it. Then. It wasn't we. It was me. It was you. Right. So if he's listening
5: right now, it was me. It wasn't John. <laughs> Whatever. You're not. I mean, you, you're, you're friends with him. I'm not. Yeah.
3: Okay. I, I'm not. Are oh, you're not? No. Okay. Well. What you talking about, man? Nothing. Don't, don't be adding friends to my collection that I don't have. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. That's fine. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I know. Thank you, Pete. <laughs> Pistol Pistol Pete's with us this week. What's up, Pistol Pete? How you doing, brother? Everything all Good. Uh, but before the break, we were talking with, with my pastor, Pastor Bland, about just how horrendous Illinois education is at the moment. And we, we, we tend to think that just throwing more money at at, at education will fix the problem of education. Uh Pastor, do you believe that, Pastor Bland, that just throwing more money will fix the problem to what's happening here in the state of Illinois?
6: No, not at all. In fact, just the opposite. If yeah. you would take some of that money away, you know, from the administrators and the the, the, the principals and teachers mm-hmm. that have been tenured and, and have, you know, this inflated salary that They don't have the ability now to do the types of things that can help some of these students, you know, uh, because they're always looking for money for other projects. Right. Listen, they got plenty. Right. They just need to manage it a little better than they do.
3: Right. And when you look at what 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 you're trying to do, you're not only trying to um, bring education from a K through 12 perspective, you're also trying to go beyond just K through 12, where you 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 want to build trade schools also throughout the state of Illinois. Talk to us about what that looks like. And how do you get that done
6: well we we actually started this whole this whole concept of grace with the idea we were going to start trade schools first yeah. but as we watched students come into our school and we saw the, the the loss of learning, we realized the foundational you know education for these younger children had to take a priority so this fall we are going to start launching you know this concept of trade schools and um, we're going to start with the sophomore year and work through. The, the, the senior year, which gives them two, you know, full summers of internship right. and three years of classroom experience that allow them about 2,000 hours of classroom experience. Now, when they're done, they will not be qualified educationally to go to college, right. but they will be able to go into the trades because we'll take them out of that regular traditional track for college and put them in a trade school track that will give them, you mm-hmm. know, job. And it's this is not plan B, this is plan A. Right. In other words, these aren't for you know, students that couldn't make it in college. Right. These are for students that have you know, different gifts and talents and abilities and different vision for themselves, and they want to go to work. So
5: This can be sold. I've been saying this for a while. The, this trade school idea, this can be sold to conservatives. Uh, they'll, they'll spend some money to get people into the workforce and start mm-hmm. contributing to society. You're going to have your problems with Democrats because you'll be taking money out of their pocket you see, they they get so much money per kid. I used to think it was eighteen five. I've, I'm hearing this up to like twenty six thousand now, and you'll be taking money from their pocket, and that's where that's where you're going to run into some walls.
6: Well, respectfully, sir, I think that that the Democrats are are going to support this as well, and I'll tell you why. The Democrats are 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 huge uh, proponents of the unions, and every single union that's hearing me right now that's out there has a labor shortage, yeah. and they have got to find a way because the boomers. You know, are all at this retirement age, and they haven't done much in the way of the last twenty, twenty-five years of producing. You know, um, uh, any sort of, of workforce coming through their pipelines, they are depleted completely. Yeah. I mean, they haven't had apprentice programs that have been filled up for many, many years, and so now all these people are retiring. They don't have anybody to take their jobs, and so I've had a lot of Democrats as well. You know, and, and salute this.
3: And and it's not just sophomores. You you also wanted to do something at night. For, as, far, sure. as far as part of this too, right? Yeah, we'll
6: have, we'll have the, the, the school program running through the day, but at 3 o'clock we'll start you know, a program for after high school.
5: Yeah. Wow. See, huh? You have a point. You have a point. I, I'm not going to push back. You have a good point. But I, I just, I'm so cynical about the Democrats. I think they want to keep people
3: you dependent. You really are cynical.
5: I think they want to keep people dependent, and they'll let those kids lay around for two extra years or so, as long as possible, just to get the money. That's what, that's how I think i 'm sorry, but, but you no, know you I, have I think
6: you 're probably right there, and i 'm a little cynical when it comes to that as well, but at the same time money talks yeah, and when they start losing their money they 're going to want to do anything they can to regain that, you know and the only leverage they 're going to have is to to start you know filling that pipeline back up because when the unions don 't have labors they don 't have work
3: yeah, and, and that's why I, that's what, one of the reasons why I really wanted to spend this first hour talking about this because I think it's, I think it's really important that people who are listening to the show parents, specifically the parents or the grandparents or the guardians, whatever they are they really understand what's really happening in the state of Illinois when it comes to our kids' education and we need warriors and fighters out there making sure that they're protected you listen to the Black and Right, we'll be right back
0: Back to Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer.
3: on we we'll help find
10: I need some whoa. quick. Whoa. It's always cold. We're a song, doing a song. Hey,
3: Welcome back to Black and Right, and right Radio on AM560, The Answer. Bro. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. Yeah, ever lie? You know better. <laughs> you know better, Verlon. Seconds into the show. Uh nah, I'm just kidding. Uh, but Pastor, you know, before we go to the phone... The, the phones again. Uh, where can people get involved? How can people? Because I was telling Valon, Valon, you can sponsor a kid or kids. Because you don't have any little crumb snatchers at home, right? Not
5: anymore for the last past. Uh, well, they, they they've been adults for the last past two years. But my last daughter just left the house like four months
3: ago. Yeah, and he, you know he's Valon's wallet is this big. Oh, uh, whatever. Know, he's got to carry a wallet this big. <laughs> whatever. He makes so much money because <laughs> he works like thirty hours a day. Yeah. <laughs> plus COVID. Right. Uh, But um, where can people find what can people how can people get involved with Grace Association? How can if if, because I have union members to listen to my show and stuff like that, how can they get involved in the trade school and and, and things of that nature?
6: Well, the trade schools, if you have union workers or, um, you know, these these gentlemen and women that are getting closer to retirement age, they have a wealth of knowledge, a wealth of experience. I mean if they would contact us and be willing to volunteer some time or work, you know, with us to help some of these students yeah. learn the trades. I mean, they're the they're the, the the richness of this whole program is is using, you know, their talents and their gifts yeah. and really passing that along. They can contact us at graceassociation.org. You can find all of our school locations there, and if any of them are, are close to you, um you can click on that, let us know there's a place that you can communicate with us through that that website. Yeah. And that we'd love to hear from you.
3: Yeah, but what are ways people can can how can can they do scholarships for kids? Can sure. they um, can they give money for the build up, the build outs, and all of that nature? Sure.
6: Yeah, I think I think my wife and I and and along with with many of the people that are supporting us, you know, have um, under underwritten a lot of this, and we're going to continue to until until we can't. But uh, if there are people that want to help financially, they can. You know, certainly. Uh, especially when when we get to this fall and we start looking at at trade schools that's gonna be a ground up you know approach, and we're gonna need
5: some help to do that yeah. how much does it cost to sponsor a kid
6: uh it depends on what school it is um but I would say on a, on an average about five thousand dollars okay
3: <laughs> if, like, yeah. like okay yeah I, I, gonna, <laughs> you know I wanna talk to one person all yeah. right let's let's go to him and then we'll go to mike um I, I don't know if I should call you, Al. You know what? You should, <laughs> I don't know if I should call cause <laughs> you, because you, you got me. You got me. I ain't going to push you out, d- though.
11: trying to develop a persona <laughs> here, okay? Let me develop my brand. Uh, hey,
5: what's hey. up, brother? Hey, hey Al. Hey, this is Verlon, man. I, uh, yes, I just want to tell you, man. I know we disagreed about a few things, but I, I want to thank you for last week. Uh, you were the long conservative to call Ricky Shore, and you took up for all of us. And uh, I heard him trying to pigeonhole you, and I was trying to have him in the studio today so you could be in the driver's seat, but it didn't work out. But I, I still want to tell you, thank you, man. You stand up. Good.
11: Oh man, you know me and you ain't got no problems. Uh, Ricky is a uh, Ricky is a radio coward. Okay, I'm just, <laughs> oh, wow. I'm just letting you know that. Ooh. And him and the family meeting backdoor T.O. Hardeman uh, to get him out of there. Ouch. Just for the
5: record. Oh, <laughs> oh,
3: look at he's you! He's gonna go nuts when insider. he hear that because
11: he's listening. Yeah, he's listening.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Inside information but, uh, there.
11: I, that's what I believe and stuff, but you know I'm just a, a, a novice a, a radio person. Yeah, so, you know,
3: but, but also a plumber too, it. though, right?
11: I am a plumber. So, I'm working right now, milking a clock as we speak in <laughs> Logan Square.
3: Are you listening to the conversation my pastor's having about him building the trade schools? He's starting seven school, seven Christian schools throughout the state um, with a with a plan to start more as well. So you I mean, you know, you can also sponsor a child I'm, too.
11: <laughs> yeah uh you know uh this the training is everything i'm dealing with a company that's uh, trying to throw people in these trucks in two or three months and they train wrecking them yeah uh the information is uh is all yeah. you know i went through the uh illinois department of public health four-year apprentice program it was the toughest uh, part of the apprentice program because you had to stay on a plumber's license for four years and anytime you get off of it uh they stopped the time.
5: Yeah. Hey, Al. Do so you think it's, it's, Do you think that this uh, idea can be sold to the Democrat Party and the unions to get people out there in the workforce and start working?
11: Well, the the unions
5: and 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 the and the conservatives and the conservatives.
11: The, the unions will never uh, concede to this because they have the. They want to monopolize the labor force, and it's, they'll never tell you what they know. And there's stuff that I learned in there um uh, they have the best program, the best training system. Uh they work with all these companies to put these young people in the uh in the companies and then bring them back in for training. It's hard to get that.
5: And you know what I think? You know, I, I think the elites like the the uh the teachers and the teachers unions, they want to keep, you know, the young inner city kids dependent so they can get that money from the state. So you're skeptical in one way and I'm skeptical
3: yeah, in see, the other way. I think I think what breaks up on that 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 skepticism is this is a Christian-based um, schooling system, yeah,
6: there it is. Well, I think I think yeah. the way the unions support this is they're looking at high school kids graduating high school and coming into their apprentice program, already having two thousand hours, right? You know, of classroom experience, yeah. already having two years of apprenticeship out in the field. What union doesn't want to start at that point with these kids, right? Because they're going to be able to well, produce. Well, if, if
11: it's if it's in conjunction with the union, then yes, this will work, yeah. right? Okay. So what? It's, what it's you, it's hey, bypass get, the union and they'll try to shoot it down.
3: I almost called. I almost called you something. Uh, you called you by your <laughs> real name, your government government name.
11: Uh, I, 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 I am Mark Stovall. Now <laughs> I am Mark Stovall. I'm known by the members, the members of Cap Alpha Psi, uh, forty thousand all over the country. They know me hard as Mark Stovall. Hey, hey Mark. I'm
3: a, I, I hate to do this to you, but I'm gonna have to hold you over the break because we, you know, got to pay the bills. Yeah, um, <laughs> yes, sir. But but I, I do want to get your take on the. Bailey and Ray race Because that's what that's one of the reasons yes. Why you called in um, And I, I mean I've known Mark What since 2004 Was it Yeah 2004 yes. 2003 we met yeah right? and, and it
11: was You know It was ironic and stuff I was just happy to be In you all's presence
3: Yeah Oh whatever Get out of here Al Stone Seriously. I'm gonna call you by your, your name Al Stone Hold the line We'll be right back this
0: is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer.
3: All right, welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in the studio. Before the break, we were talking to my good pal, uh, my old buddy, Al Stone. <laughs> All right, now, what, what's going on with this Bailey Ray Bound race? What that you wanted to talk about?
11: Well, my, my opinion is this. Uh, you... you you cannot win without Irving running against Prisker. Uh you could do Bailey and you could do uh Ray Bine, but they don't have the money to go against the money machine. So if this is about a Republican posturing, yeah, it'll look good, but they're not gonna win. Unfortunately, the only way you can beat Prisker
3: is with Irving. Well Okay, go ahead, Villa. Go ahead. Okay, what
5: what do you say about what Jim called in about earlier saying that uh it looks like Irvin's gonna drop out because he I don't think he's, dropping he's, 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 he's he's flopping in interviews and stuff like that.
11: No, he has too much money behind him to drop out. He has to ride this all the way out. It's just unfortunate that the Republican Party has taken this position on King Griffin and Irving and I actually I don't like none of this publicity being directed at this brother like this about. Uh, and I'm not a big uh, BLM fan, but this type of publicity, who would run at him like this? And it, yeah, it makes just, me kind of
5: makes me irritated. So, Matt, so, that, so you don't like the way Dan and Sean comes down hard on
11: him? Yeah, but they, they, I don't yeah, know what their, their motive.
3: No, no, they come down on him based upon policy. They don't believe he he doesn't align with their policy. They look at his voting record, that's that's why they come down on him. I don't think I don't I I, I know Sean no. and Dan. There's no racial It's not racial. Not racially it's, not at not at all. it's not no It's not racial, it's not but they do black, no. but
5: they do kinda come down on him personally by like his Mistress, and oh, I've, I've okay. heard, I've heard, yeah. I, I probably listen more than you do, yeah. and and they come down on him about That's things that, that happen, That's like fair. at the weed shop and stuff like that.
3: Well, Mark, hey, listen, I got to go to the next caller, but hey, let's uh, get lunch, yes, man. Get, let's get lunch. We will. All right. Yes, sir. Now, get back to work, you bye bum. Come <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> out. <laughs> oh, my God. Let's go to Don Fitz. Let's go in. with Don, yeah. Don, Fitzright welcome in. to Black and Right.
12: Hi, good afternoon. Hey. Good afternoon, guys. How are you doing? doing? good. All
3: right.
12: Listen, if you go to Illinois School dot com and you click in your school district's number, you can actually see how much per pupil is spent at each yeah. school. Yeah. So depending upon what school your kiddo attends, um, that's how you can see the amount. And if you have kids with special needs, they're only on the hook for twice that amount. Yeah. Anyway, and, and, I wanted to let everybody know that Illinois, um, everyone reading Illinois is having a Zoom meeting on July 7th at 1215. So if you go to their website, there is a school-to-prison pipeline in Illinois, um, a case study, and I would encourage everybody to attend that. There's a real problem, with, especially with kids on reduced lunch, um, who are not reading. And the whole point of an education is to prepare kids for further education and independent living. Right. And if they can't read, they're not going to be able to do that. And one thing I will say, we do really have a systemic issue in this country because 20 or 60 percent of our prison population is functionally illiterate. And if they go to a um, federal penitentiary, at that point, that's when they give them a dyslexia screening. Oh, wow. <laughs> I so, mean, that's just ridiculous. So, so we do have a systemic problem in this country and no one really wants to address it.
3: Yeah, and Don, you know, my Pastor Bland is, is with us today. He, you know, he's opening up a school, one of the greatest association schools in Naperville. What are your thoughts about that? You uh, you could become a part of it if you like.
12: <laughs> I would, and you know what, Pastor, what I would like to ask you, there is a huge amount of parents who are looking for schools who will help their kids with special needs. Yeah. Many of them live high-functioning autism or they have dyslexia, and there is such a huge need and I, just, what are your thoughts on um, on that really placement for those kiddos?
3: Really quickly.
6: Well, I think it's it's a very big challenge, obviously, because the the trained professionals that you need are very very expensive and almost impossible to get in a private school like ours. And uh, it's just it's just a difficult you know situation. But we have taken a lot of those kids and made incredible strides with them.
3: Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for the call, Don. You listen to the black and right, Michael. I promise you, I'll take you the first. Half of the next segment. We'll be right back.
0: Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed, and the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM 560 The
2: Answer. I'm coming in. Yeah, coming in hot Just like the fajita I write what I live My life in the speaker I'm nice with the flow Just like the demeanor I'm feeding my fam I'm feeding the meter uh, They got iron while I got this Hour 2,
3: Black and White right Radio on AM 560 The Answer I'm your host, John Anthony, live in the studio uh, If you missed that first hour, head over to 560theanswer.com Download the podcast, click on the Black and White Radio Podcast. Download it. You don't have to listen, sit through any of the commercials. Speaking of commercials, I want to w- welcome my newest sponsor, Remke's Garage, who are now sponsoring the show. So I really appreciate Remke. Um I really appreciate Joe. What's wrong, Villan? Look at you, man. on beady eyes over there. Oh, man. you know me. I'm just a girl. <laughs> uh, but uh, my Remke, Tony, uh, I want to thank you guys. Julie, thank you guys for um, in, you know believing in me enough to sponsor the radio show. Uh, and I'm also happy my pastor joined us for the first hour. Uh, I just want to let this our next guest know that Pastor Bland stayed around just for you, Mr. Uh, right, Michael. Re- hey, I'm, I'm going to tell you one thing. You keep growing that beard, you're going to be playing Santa Claus this summer. This, this uh, <laughs> I might, I might. Michael Rebresh running for Congress in the 16th District. Also, kids attend um, Families of Faith Christian Academy as well.
13: Yes. And and so, John, let me start by saying my humility dictates that I don't abuse friendships that I value uh, a lot. So yep. I'm really not here to talk about myself. OK, I called because I wanted to offer praise to Pastor Bland and the families of faith. As you know, my children uh, were in public school and we enrolled them uh, in families of faith last year. They, like so many other children, suffered for two years without quality education, learning in the basement from somebody who wasn't a teacher. Uh, and and from computer programs and robots and things like that Uh, what i find so amazing about what families of faith and and the grace association is they were forced uh, in ways to uh, accept a whole new class of students that were not prepared for what they were going to learn they had to uh really adjust how they were going to teach knowing that the students that had been attending families of faith uh, had been doing so the whole time and there was this new influx of kids that were way behind from two years of loss and the job that they did to uh, not only with my kids but with kids of other parents of that school uh, what they did to bring my kids back up to levels that that were close to where they should have been through yeah. their their curriculum yeah. Um, I can't begin to sing the praise of what uh, Families of Faith and Pastor Bland uh, did for my family, did for my children. Um, It is such a worthwhile uh, organization, and and their trade school efforts, I applaud that. I can't imagine that, that... It's taken this long for somebody as smart as as Pastor uh, Bland is to have have come up with it. What a wonderful thing. Um, I I think absolutely uh, this is a shining example of where school choice and the money following the student, this is exactly – where that should be applied yeah Uh, my my kids are so much better off in a in in such a great place and really what it involves is um the thing that they lack in, in in public education which is direction by way of morality and learning that success needs to be done in his name and through his word wow and boy they offer that in spades
3: they do and, you know, I have to apologize to you because I thought you'd be calling to talk about politics. I just said that right before we took your call. <laughs>
13: I, I can if you'd like, but I really I really wanted to sing the praises of Pastor Bland and, and the school. That was more important. Uh, uh,
5: Sir, I would like to ask you a question. Do you think yes, do you think conservatives will buy into this oh, uh, really? idea of of trade schools? And do you think public resources should be donated to uh, trade schools after all of the money that we've wasted on public schools?
13: Uh, You know, I think uh, I think absolutely conservatives will buy into it because it's such a smart and reasonable idea. And that's what conservatives operate under is smart, reasonable, logical ideas. I think they'll definitely uh, take advantage of it and and buy into it Um, as far as whether or not funding federal funding or 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 should be applied again i think you go back to the idea of school choice and if somebody wants to send their their child to a a religious private school then then that money should follow them absolutely
5: awesome Awesome. also
6: michael thank you very much for your kind words as pastor randy and i just want to say that we're going to miss you guys we absolutely loved your children and and really have grown fond of you guys so good luck with your campaign and and god be with you thank you all
3: right thanks so much for calling mike Thanks, John. Hey right, buddy. Uh let's go to the guy who made us our mugs today. Um, my good friend, my brother. Um, he, he was like, Hey, I got a I got an idea. I want to do something. Uh he owns the World Tree, Woodworking and Crafts, and that's who put this together for us. The Py Welcome back welcome back to Black and Right.
1: Hey guys, thanks so much for having me. Um, I wanted to uh, touch base on a couple of things that were discussed. Um, you had a caller earlier by the name of Dawn talking about school funding. She was referring to the per capita tuition charge, but what a lot of people don't understand is that there's additional funding for the operating expense per pupil, and that combined actually identifies the total expense for a child's education in Illinois. And yes, it, it is available on isbe.net. but I wanted to talk about the, the downfall of education in general. And I would argue that it really started right around the time of uh, the space race. You know, Sputnik went up and starting in the Kennedy administration, we started seeing a major shift in education. And at the time, there was a very strong vocational education program still in the schools, both at the, the middle school, junior high level, as well as the high school. And since then, you know, fast forward another 50 or so years, we've seen a significant drop in the amount of vocational programs that are available in schools. Um, I'm, I've i got a doctorate, uh, you know, that's great. Not everybody is geared to go to college, but I think what we really need to emphasize is even basic life skills from a home economics perspective or an industrial arts perspective. I remember learning basic wiring and plumbing. Right. I remember learning basic cooking skills and understanding of that. And that has, has afforded me a lifetime of skills that I can now pass on to my children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We need to get voc-ed back into the schools because we are losing a huge I amount agree. of our population to not having vocational skills, and that's whether it's just life skills or vocational skills as a trade. So I wanted to throw that out there. Um, uh, I'm glad that you guys enjoy the mugs. Uh, And and Red Velvet, I'll tell you, man, spacing that lettering out for yours was a real pain, but I'm glad that you enjoyed it. You
5: you stole my thunder. I I was about to tell you, you're too smart for me to ask you any questions. Just thank you for the mug. I I, I love it. Thank you. I certainly
3: appreciate mine.
1: I'm glad you do, Pastor Bland. It's good to see you on the radio, and I look forward to seeing you again in person.
3: Thank right. you very much. All right, Doc. Take care, brother. Thanks so much for calling. Uh, <laughs> are you really continuing this question? Do you think it'll buy? I hope so. I do. You know, because you know what? He said it the right
5: way. Well, no, the last guy said it the right way. This money, because remember I told you, I thought it was eighteen five, and it's like really like 26000 That money should be used by parents to take their kid to any school that they want. Yeah. You know, it, it, that's how it should be. It should, it should be voucher. It should be a voucher system. Yeah. The money's being spent anyway.
3: Sure and, it is. Yeah, that's true. And you know, I'm, I'm really excited about our next guest who's going to be coming up uh, after the break. Uh, Jonathan T. Gilliam, you know, he's a friend of the show. He's, he's been here in the studio, uh, former Navy SEAL, former FBI agent. Uh, we're going to be talking to him about his 10 step plan yes. to reduce the school shootings. We're going to be talking to him Just about you know what's happening in the world today. The J Six Commission Committee and the farce that it is. You know, I mean, Jonathan doesn't mince his words. He's you know he's he's a grunt. He's coming. (laughs) Yeah, and he's just that. I I mean, if you've not read his book "Sheep No More," you have to go out and buy it. "Sheep No More," wherever books are sold. It. I mean, he really, really breaks down uh, just how to deal with what we're dealing with, with as far as what's happening throughout the country. I mean, he wrote about it. This book was written, I believe in t- 2017, 15, 16 I think it was. He'll 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 correct us, but in his book he he actually lays out everything that we're seeing today and if and if, if and because he's been through it. FBI agent, you know, Navy SEAL. Um and I I'm just glad I know he's he's a, he's a, he's doing a speech right now um somewhere uh, in an undisclosed location, <laughs> but uh, I love every time cuz I reach out to him every every time there's something you know, tragic that happens because I love his perspective because he has he, he has a unique perspective mm-hmm. of how to look at these things. And I just you know if if, if you haven't followed him on Twitter, um, he has the Experts podcast as well. Go follow the Experts Experts podcast. Um, Jonathan is a hard hitter, and I really hope that the powers that be would, will bring him in and have him sit down at the table. Especially with with the ten point plan and Villan, I'm no, I'm gonna let you handle that the whole ten All point right. plan. All right, because I said I really brought Jonathan on to tackle um, Hollywood Ricky Hendon, yeah, for, because of his his leftist view and approach. Yeah. So when we get back from break, we're gonna be talking to my good friend Jonathan T Gilliam, author of the book Sheep No More, also has the podcast The Experts. Please go follow um, Jonathan; is a great guy. Uh, you listening to Black and Right? We'll be right back.
0: This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560. The Answer.
3: What a perfect song for our next guest. And what a perfect artist for our next guest because he was a... Salivated. DMX was a pit bull boy. He <laughs> he didn't take no prisoners. Uh but I I wanna I, I like as I said before the break, uh I I really believe in Jonathan T. Gilliam because if you if you never watch any of his his videos, you know, he's doing a lot of, he does a lot of training through his videos, so he makes me he pisses me off a little bit. I mean makes me mad. <laughs> Did you dump that, Pete? <laughs> he makes me mad. He makes me mad. When he when he does that because you know he's a big guy you know and muscular and and he will knock me out if I continue, uh, but Jonathan T Gilliam, welcome back to Black and Right, my friend.
7: You got him now. Now I have mo motiv- Now I have motivation. <laughs> now I got motivation to work out even harder.
3: Now. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? Go on, man. I've been pushing your book. I, I I've really been pushing your book. You know, I sent you the text when I filled in on the morning show. Cause it was, it was, I think it was the next day after the shooting that occurred down in, um, uh, Uvalde. And I, I, yeah. I, I meanly told, um, Amy Jacobson who, who, who led the show that day, Amy, there's a book that talks about a lot of this, the whole threat assessment aspect of it. And I wanted to, um, I know Valon wants to talk about your American thinker. Um, cause I sent it to him and I'm like, Hey, this has to be put out there throughout the rest of. Of America, So I'm going to let Valon go ahead because he, he's, he's like his beady eyes are like beating at me right now. Say, so, hey, I want to go first.
5: How you doing, Mr. Gilliam? You know, I, I read. How's it going? Go ahead. No,
7: no, go ahead. I'm just saying how's
5: it going? Oh, <laughs> I, I'm doing all right. I read what you wrote, your 10 point plan or not, not really a plan, your 10 reasons why the right. youth are in the, the situation that, they're, that they are in now. And I just want you, I can't break it down. The way you did, you know, on air. I want you to break it down for the people so they'll better understand why we're going through what we're going through now with our youth.
7: Well, I'll tell you, there's, you know, what we're looking at with the youth doesn't have anything to do with color or skin. I mean, uh, I always tell a story. Uh, I, I was talking to a guy at a stoplight who was on a motorcycle one day. He's a big, huge Jamaican guy. This was down in California when I was in the Navy. He drove about a block down the road and had a a motorcycle crash and he had road rash all over him and his uh, skin color underneath the top layer is the same as mine when you take off the top layer of my skin and so this has nothing to do with skin color it has nothing to do with um with uh your uh your religious stance except in the fact that we have gone first and foremost from a god-centered nation to a self centered nation. Yep. And we don't have morals and ethics. Those aren't preached anymore. In fact, what's happening in schools is that morals and ethics aren't even taught. What is taught is hypersexuality and politicization of young people's minds. Now, when you take those three things alone, like taking God out of people's minds, putting self first, hypersexualizing young people, and making them feel like they are defined by politics, what you're creating is mass confusion in these children, anxiety, and depression. And then when you add to that these phones, which the smarter they get, the dumber we get. It's true. Uh, and social media, we get social media. What we have is, is young people that they really can't function in society in a lot of ways. So they, what do they do? They, they look towards um, drugs. Yeah. either prescription or on the street. They look for uh, feelings of belonging in gangs. And then they're driven uh, towards this uh, breakdown of saying, uh, I'm defined this way, look at me. And quite often it's the color of their skin, it's their sexuality, which they, you know, most of these young people, uh, they're, they're still going through puberty at the age of 16. They don't even know, it, let alone at the age of five. They have no idea about the reality of how they're going to fully develop. So we have societal problems that I have to say are in line with the leftist Marxist uh, history and how they go into a nation and separate and divide a nation. Mm -hmm. There is no unity. There's no unity. Now, when you add into that um, the the fact that schools – uh, don't do threat assessments. When you add into that the fact that uh, police departments are being defunded, uh, experienced cops are leaving. That uh, that new cops coming on are politically charged, so yep. they don't want to do a job because they'll get in trouble. Yep. What we have is a perfect storm that allows for all of these shootings to occur. And it starts. It starts because the family unit is completely gone. Yeah. So. You know, and I know I'm long winded in this, but but this is the ultimate reality is that the poorer and the more destroyed our citizenry gets and, and more divided it gets, the more of this you're going to see, the more unified we are, uh, the more uh, this is why the middle class is so great, because when you have enough money to have beans on your table and enough money to have beer on the weekends, you're going to be a pretty even keel person. That's you know, true. I'm not saying everybody you, go out and you drink beer, to- but you know what?
5: You hinted around to one of the questions I wanted to ask you, but you left one one thing out of one of the uh reasons why we are in the situation we're in with our kids gender that's a big one with me them telling them what gender they are instead of letting the parents guide their kids to, uh, you know and, and and let and instilling in them if they're a man or a woman or whatever and the other question is for for you is what do you think is contributing to Our our downfall of our society is it over sexualization, is it CRT, or is it uh, Marxism?
7: Well, I think it. I I think CRT. Well, I think CRT and sexualization, hypersexualization, are products of Marxism. And you know, I've called it socialism. I've called it communism. I've called it Marxism. The reality is. Um, it's control. And it yeah. is in history, whenever this form of government has come about, which is, you know, most people don't realize is illegal in the United States. We actually have laws on the books that don't permit any other form of government, but we don't enforce those laws. And, and so the answer to your question is these are all it, it's similar to Afghanistan. When we pulled out of Afghanistan. Right. And I just got through speaking about this is that it looked like Joe Biden and them didn't take any action, but no action is action. Yes, it is. So what they do is they will incorporate these destructive things into society, and then they sit back and they don't stop it because they want it to spiral out of control. And anybody that doesn't believe this and thinks that that I have a tinfoil hat, go read about Marxism and then go look at what's happened to society. It follows it perfectly. Yeah.
3: Oh, or as, as uh, Rahm Manuel always says, never let a good crisis go to waste. Um, you know, I want to, in, in the next segment, hopefully you can, you can, um, no, we, we're done with this segment. So uh, listen to this. In Chicago, 2019, there were 619 officers left, only 444 joined. 2020, 705 officers left, only 161 joined. Now here, look, look, listen to this number. In 2021 there were 900 officers who left the city of Chicago police department and only 51 joined and that's just Chicago. And most of these major urban cities, this is happening all over the United States of America. How do we fix that?
7: Okay. This is how we fix all this. All right. And I know this is going to be a gut punch for conservative people. The left is the enemy. There's no doubt about that. Marxism is the enemy. But the GOP is the problem. Ooh. We don't have a war fighting machine. Ooh. We do not. You know, the Democrat Party is like the Pentagon. They have, uh, you know, big money donors. They have ground operations. They can make a, a riot, a party, or a protest happen anywhere in the nation in two hours. On the right, we have recruitment division. That's all we have. We have no, that's all the GOP does. And so what we have to do is mutiny the GOP. And we have to take it away from these corrupt chairs, local, state, and federal chairs. We need to stop with this nonsense of, hey, this person's popular. Let's put them up. We need to start looking for effective people. And then the people who are active in the GOP, they need to realize this is occurring and stop with this popularity thing where they go to to meetings and they pay $40,000 for somebody to come speak. And when that person comes speak, they they believe that they've gotten a little closer to Trump. Yeah. Well, let me tell you something. I was a Trump supporter. He's not going to save this nation. Yeah. The people are going to save Amen. it. Amen. And the people in the G- the people in the GOP need to realize this is not a popularity contest. Yeah.
3: Really quickly, Jonathan, what can people find you? What can they buy your book? Um, Jonathan T. Gilliam. That's who we're speaking to at the moment. Where can they find you in your book?
7: books are on Amazon, anywhere books are sold and they can find me on social media. Just look for Jonathan Gilliam with this bearded face. Go find <laughs> me.
3: Jonathan T. Gilliam, my friend. Thanks so much for joining us today. Uh, when you're back in Chicago, let me know, alright? Uh, you're welcome, my friend. All all right. Right. God bless you. We'll be right back.
0: And now, more Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560. The Answer. Lay
2: Just switch your attitude. Go ahead and level up yourself. Just that different latitude. Ooh, 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 ooh. Life too short goes for yourself. Welcome back
3: Feel that to Black and White Radio Enjoy on, on AM560. You I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio ooh. with my good friend, my buddy, my pal, the troublemaker himself, Vilon Galloway. You heard uh, Pastor Blaine when he left out of here, right? Yeah. He said you caused a lot of trouble. Yes, and I, I said, do. well, that's what I call him, troublemaker. He said, you call him that? <laughs> See, he knows it.
4: See, everybody
3: I <laughs> I ah. Can I cause a little
5: trouble now? Go ahead. I want to talk about this idiot, Liz Cheney. Okay. She wants to try to connect the dots and connect Trump to the Proud Boys, hold him liable, and hold him criminal when it comes to January 6th. Yeah. Now, what she said, even Benny Thompson doesn't agree, but she said that he knew he lost she tried to bring out all these people to testify to that fact. Well, I want to ask everybody.
11: That's did done. you
5: see Trump when he spoke yesterday at about 2.30? I watched it on Newsmax. Does he sound like a man that knows he lost? Any judge, no matter where they take it to, I don't care what judge, they're going to look at him and they're going to say, this man still doesn't know he lost. Right? Hell, I don't know he lost. Well, Hillary
2: still
3: doesn't believe she lost.
5: You see...
2: So, so, What how is difference he, at this see, point does, does it make? Oh,
5: it makes a big difference because she wants to hold him criminally, criminally, criminally <laughs> liable. That's one of those words. That I say hope they fast. do.
3: I hope they do. I hope they do. Please do it. Please charge him. You know why? Discovery opens up everything. Nancy Pelosi, the mayor, anybody that had a part to play, it opens them all up. So I want to see communications between nancy pelosi and the mayor i want to see um because please do please charge him because now he can open up this entirety of this of, of everything that's related to that day go who, ahead who's 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 the top guys is benny is benny thompson over her i'm
5: pretty sure he is who man. no nancy Pelosi speaking of the house No, no. what i'm saying is when it comes to because they were both like they didn't clash clash but Benny Thompson said, "No, it's not going to be referred criminally." And then she said, "Well, wait a minute, let's see, because she thinks that she's should should Speaker of the House, man." No, I'm talking about between Benny Thompson,
3: and Nancy Pelosi, Speaker. Oh, late uh, Liz, right? Liz. In between okay. Liz, uh, she, well, he's he's like a chairman or something, right? Yeah, he,
5: they they determine that not her, right? So so wh- why is she making? That's five Democrats, two Republicans, right? Oh, uh, but I, why two. is she making such hate more than the because guy you know that sits losing. on the? Chip. She's losing.
3: She knows she's losing that, that... She is running for re-election, right? Yeah, she is. And she's
5: losing by about 22... I hope she loses by 22 or 32. I hope she loses by 50.
3: And here's the reason why I hope she loses by 50. My point... My beef with her is not her and how she feels about Trump. He's a politician. He can fend for himself. My beef with her and Kinziger is how they turn their angst towards us. The voters. The Trump supporters. As if we're the most evil people in the world. Well, Liz Cheney and Kinziger, where were you guys when... The summer of hell. I, you know, I always bring this. You
5: always bring it up. Yeah.
3: Where were you when when they were destroying federal buildings, burning police stations, burning churches, uh, uh, killing cops? Uh, where were you when Chaz was developed? Chaz, the city in the city in was that um, Portland? Yeah, that was Portland. Yeah. Where, Seattle. Seattle had another one. Uh, Seattle. They took over the
5: police station. In yeah. Seattle.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And then they burned. What was it? Uh, was it Minnesota where they burned the police station? Yeah, Minnesota, Minneapolis. You know? They they burned down the. Police Think station. about. I mean, come on, man. I mean,
5: Come on. You know, they're they they're not gonna acknowledge you, John. On, they're, man. Gonna, they're not gonna acknowledge anyone
3: that talks like you. But because that, it was mostly peaceful. But you heard what Jonathan T. Gilliam, the last thing he said. A politician, Donald Trump's not gonna save us. Yeah. You know, um Tom DeVore says this everywhere he goes. Um speaking of somebody said that he's not a good campaigner, Tom Devore is a dang good campaigner. Oh, yeah You may not like how he goes about doing it, but he he is a good campaigner. Yeah. Um I've seen it. I've been up close. And seeing it, and I personally hope he wins yeah. the attorney general's race because I think there's the two most important races. I know governor's race is important. If we can take back the Illinois Supreme, if we can, if we can take the Illinois Supreme Court, I can't say take back because we haven't had it since 1964. Mm. But if we can take back the Illinois Supreme Court and the AG's office. Oh, Everything completely changes. Just in the thank, of I just want to thank. I just want
5: to thank you for introducing me to him. He's the same in person
3: as you hear him on the radio. He is. he's straight up. He really is. Yeah. Um, but uh, you made me lose my thought because I am looking at your beady eyes. Um, but but no! the, <laughs> but but the whole the, the whole turning their anger towards us. Uh, don't don't come after us, t- saying that the Republican Party is not the same. No, it's of course it's not. The Democrat Party is not the same. The Republican Party is not the same. It's different. It's 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 I wish the Republican Party would get his act together. I really do. And I really I really wish the people in here in the United States of America, specifically speaking to the Illinois voters, wake up. We're ruining this nation because you're not paying attention to what's really happening and how these leftists, to your point, are destroying our nation. So you don't believe we have a war wagon <coughs>
5: nationally? I know we don't have one in Illinois. No,
3: we don't War fighting machine is what he called it.
5: Yeah, but you know, a war wagon, just enough to at least fight off the, the natives.
3: No, we don't. don't we attack. don't even have a bench. We
4: don't
5: mm-hmm. even have a bench. We're going to have to discuss that. The Dems do. I think we have a bigger bench than no, them. No, nationally. no, we don't.
3: No, we don't. No, we don't. You know why? Because their people are sitting on school boards and things of that nature. Think about it. We'll be right back.
0: Now return to Black and White on AM five sixty. The answer here's John Anthony.
8: Who's that? I
3: like him.
5: Who's that? Who's that? that? Marvin Gaye. I like him.
3: Okay. Welcome back to Black and White Radio on AM five sixty, I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. Um, I won't say who, but somebody from this station was that a uh what's that what's the the band the white band um kid not um white band oh
5: man look I know yell, one but of them yeah wait
3: what's the um the name of the band the old bands from the 90s 80s or 90s 90s man the the kid rock band the kid the kid bands ah Uh-oh, are they black or white y- new kids on the block Oh, what's wrong? With new kids on the. I know. I, I when I saw it, I thought about you. I said, "Oh, hold on, new kids wait, on the block in sync, Backstreet I, Boys." I wanted to say, "Is Vila there with you?" Because <laughs> <No. laughs> I'm sure you probably go to those things, right? But
5: listen, new kids on the block in sync, Backstreet Boys—they can't compare to Wham, George Michael, u oh, Culture Culture. All right, let's
3: go to the phone lines because you, 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 dude. I'm telling you, Vila, really. <laughs> Really? You lost your black card a long time ago, did you? Yes, I did. Well, okay. Well, I did too cuz I listen to country too. I like country. I love country music. Man. We actually had this lady when we were kids. Her name was Miss Cleo. She would make us breakfast every Saturday. We all all the neighborhood kids would go to her house and she'd make us eggs, salmon, and uh oh, the salmon patties and uh egg, salmon patties and rice. Mm. And toast. We'd have that every single Saturday. Mm. And in the background, is playing country music. George Strait. So George Strait. Um, Steve Atlanta. Black. Wait, listen. Wait, let me, let me, can, I, can I get to the point? And that's, that's when I started listening to it and I actually liked it. So let, let's go to the phone lines. Let's go to Earl from Ottawa. Earl, welcome to Black and Right.
14: First time caller, long time listener. Thank, Thank you, sir.
3: Thank you so much. I
14: just want to address the, the vouchers for the school choice. I agree. Milton uh, Freeman and Thomas Sowell, great economists. Yes. believe in free markets and free markets work as us conservative Illinoisans, as you know, as being black and white, that's the way to go. Yeah. And that competition would make our schools better,
3: even yes. the public schools. Yes. I agree. I Listen, I think I think uh, competition is a great equalizer. You want to equalize something out, bring competition to it. Okay. And I think that's what the CTU is afraid of. Yeah. Competition. You know, I think that's why they they stunt and push a lot of bills in Springfield to keep this competition from coming out. Uh, Thank you so much, Earl. And thanks so much for listening. And please continue to listen. I, I really appreciate it, Earl. Love your show. Keep it up. Thank you, sir. Let's go to Bruce from Waukesha. Bruce, welcome to Black and Right.
14: Good afternoon, thank you. I am also a longtime listener, and it is my first time calling in. I get a chance to catch this every Saturday, and I just want to say thank you to both of you for what you do. Thank you thank so you much. Thank you so much, Bruce.
3: Thanks a lot. Uh, you want to um, talk about the hearings?
14: I want, to, I want to just dovetail off what you said earlier um, about you know how yes, let's let's bring it on, let's bring have charges, let's let's go through the whole thing. You're right, discovery would then actually force them into a corner. Yeah. But I think what really bothers me more than anything is that. First of all, he went through an impeachment, which in a in a roundabout way is already uh, the, the culmination of of trying to find whether or not there was guilt, you know, right. in, in his his behavior. So really, he's already been cleared of that. But now we're trying to take it to the yep. next level yep. in, a, in a in a in a clear criminal case. But the problem is that at this point of, of, of the of the process, Trump, if he was really guilty, he should be sitting in a jail cell right now in D.C. waiting for his turn. Yeah. Hey, he Bruce. should have
3: already been charged. Hey, hey, Bruce if 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 they had something they the very first hearing they would have produced it then primetime television if they had anything it would have been shown and produced on that day they got nothing on this guy right. they got nothing on this guy no. they've had they had they've had nothing on him since since he first entered politics in 2016 when he came down an escalator that that, that their entire uh let's take Trump out mentality from that day you know, I mean, and, and they haven't stopped. Both sides of the aisle, too. That's why I love them, because both sides of the aisle. Oh, he
5: called him. out both sides. So, thanks spoke. so much, and Bruce, thanks so
3: much for listening. Hey, thanks hey, so much for coming. Hey, real quickly, yeah, one, go
5: ahead. one
14: more quick comment if you don't mind. So, what would be more even criminal to me is that if they go through all these hearings and then they don't, they say he's he's guilty of whatever he did. I mean, they they think that he's. uh found responsible for what happened on January 6th, but they don't refer charges, then what was the purpose of the hearings then? To make
3: him look bad? That's the part
14: that will bother yeah. me. Yes,
3: correct. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. To make him look bad. Thanks so much, Bruce. This is all about 2024. That's all it's about. Let's go to man on the street, my good friend, Mark Mueller. Mike, right, Mark, welcome back to Black and Right, buddy. Hello, guys. Mark wiley man on the street here. Hey, there's a
15: lot going on. I don't know if you've talked about the Trump rally in Illinois next Saturday.
3: Uh, not yet. In Quincy,
15: Illinois. Yeah. Well, he's going to be here, and uh, there's a lot going on tonight. We got the Awake, Illinois event out in Naperville. Uh, We got the debate. I think you guys are doing it uh, after analysis. Is that Thursday night? Mark Vargas and I. For Mark
3: my Mark my words. Yeah.
15: So, and I'm going to be attending the debate in person. So, if you want to get a picture of me and Jane Anthony, come on over. I don't know if they're giving away tickets. That hey, one other thing we're working on. Kelly Chabarka is running for U.S. Senate against Lisa Murkowski. She's doing an event here, a fundraiser on the.
3: Yeah, I'll be there.
15: Oh, good, good. So it's just funny we're uh, coming to Chicago, even though we're getting involved in Alaska politics. Yeah. So uh, a lot going on, and I'm uh, I'm just came from the Cub game. I'm catching some baseballs out here. How many? So How many you coming down? When are you and Red
3: Dove going to come? I don't know. How many you catch? Swimming? How many you catch? We got we got we got thirty seconds. How many did you catch?
15: Well, I caught two yesterday, and I shanked one. Oh my gosh! Oh, you bum! Coming right to me, and it uh, <laughs> it was uh, it was embarrassing. But I, I gave uh, both balls to kids, and I. Uh, well, I, Look uh, at you! It was, it was a it was a lot of fun. So, but I, I want you guys to come down just to see what it's like. Uh, you know, get out of the suburbs, come on down to Chicago, and uh, it's great around Wrigley Field. It's just, oh yeah, uh, I, I'm, a,
3: I'm, a, I'm a Chicagoan. Come up through Chicago, brother. Despite
15: knowing like the walls are trying to get her to open the pools. She won't to the city pools. So it's crazy. Good luck, and
3: I'll see you guys soon. All right. Thanks, man, on the street. Mark, thanks so much for calling us. Uh, Hey, Kip, Eduardo, hold the lines. We'll take your calls when we get back.
0: It's this show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about. It's Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Maybe I'm
7: foolish, maybe I'm blind Thinking I can see through this and see what's behind Got no way to prove it, so maybe I'm lying
3: But I'm only human Welcome after back all, to Black and Red Radio, only the a I'm your host, John all, Anthony, live in studio with The Troublemaker I stand corrected Don't put your Trump came down the escalator in 2015 Please forgive me mm. I stand corrected You know, I have no problem Um Speaking truth. I mean, you know, correcting myself if I have fire. Well, that's okay. Well, just like I did last week. What?
5: What? That's, that's, that's okay. You did not mess up one word today. I did. What'd you
3: what'd you mess up? Criminality. No, you say criminality. I, I, I did. I kind of stuttered. Though. No, I thought you came out. No deterioration. That's no. I think <laughs> today, Junior. No, you got <laughs> deterioration out correctly. Right. In right. That flow. was a good one. Yeah. Criminality. Let's go back to the phone line. Let's go to Eduardo from Midway. Welcome back to Black and Right, buddy. Hey, how's everybody
10: doing? Uh, Live here from uh, Navy Pier, ready for the uh, Grand Prix. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah, and then I'm going to taste of uh, Randolph. You know, I got an email this week saying we're moving next door to a uh, building because, you know, everybody's working from home. I just saw a program on the German news. uh, Frankfurt, Germany. They're gonna make all that office space over there in downtown Frankfurt, and they're gonna turn it into green space.
3: Uh, Into green space?
10: (laughs) Yeah, because it's not office building. It looks very, uh, I uh, looks like a ghost town. Nobody's there. Wow. So they're gonna make it into like green space or something else. Uh, nothing about like trade schools or you know educating people. You know, so they can uh, get acquired skills and you know do something good for their lives. Yeah. The green space. That's 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 like the ultimate answer to all problems. Gas, yeah. inflation, you know, price controls. Yeah. Let's do something like that. You know, that's the answer.
3: That's important. I agree. Thanks so much yeah. for calling us, Erwato. All right, guys. Yeah, somebody we haven't heard in the, from in a while. Yeah. Valon uh, thought he was mad at us. Kip, what's going on, buddy? What's up,
16: Kip? Yeah, hey, hey, guys. Great to hear from you here. listen, let me get right to it because I, I got it kind of organize in my mind. We are, I like the guy that, with the book that you just had on before you were taking calls. Uh, he's straight on, and you guys have been straight on. The pastor right hear is gone. Well, listen, man, we're in a fight with the, 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 the spirit of the air, which is evil. And now it's showing itself so more that more and more people in America are waking up to the evilness of some people that are dressed as sheep that are actually ravenous wolves. Yeah. And you look at what's been going on, like what you had said with Trump, Trump, he's never done anything wrong. The the devil, the devil and these people have brought out the evil of a man that if he was as guilty as they say would be behind bars. This man has never done nothing but protect himself from the ravenous wolves that are in society and what happens, is happening right now, are these ravenous wolves are in charge of our freaking country. They're all over. We're at war with the spirit of them. We're not at war with their peak that them as a person. We're at war with the spirit in the air. How do you defeat? We have been for years. Kip,
5: how do you defeat this evil, real quick?
16: You, You defeat them by voting the evil ones out. And if people really are waking up. They know what to do. People aren't stupid. These people aren't stupid. Yeah. They're evil. <laughs> Thanks so much for coming. I calling. mean, hey, ribs and chicken tomorrow with loaded yeah. frickin' potatoes and loaded baked beans, Chip, man. We gotta go. And I'm not kidding you. I already got a couple
3: chickens brining right now. I, all right, we gotta go. Uh, he, you know, he's right, but you know, some argue with 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 lack, the lack of voter integrity. It's hard to vote these people out. And that's a fair point. I say it all the time. It's a fair point. Yeah. I mean, you, YouTube has canceled me because we've talked about, you know, not not having voter integrity. Yeah. So there's that. Hour th- Hour two done. Hour three coming up next.
0: Prepare to have your mind opened.
2: Yeah, coming in, hot. coming in hot. Just like the fajita. Like the fajita. I, write what I, live. I write what I live. My life in the speaker. I'm nice with the flow. Nice with the... Welcome Just back. Hour three. Black
3: and Right Radio on AM 560 I'm answer. The answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with my good friend, the troublemaker himself, Verlon Galloway. Uh, if you missed the first two hours of the show, head over to 560TheAnswer.com. Go over to the podcast section. Download the podcast. Trust me, you'll enjoy it. Um, Vilan, Um, this governor's race is gonna. I, I think it's gonna be tighter than what the what what the posters are are showing. I think one of the reasons why it's gonna be t- uh, tighter than than what the posters are showing is because most people won't tell you uh, who they're gonna be voting for. Mm-hmm. You know. Um. I mean, you seen you seen the polls uh, from each one of the camps that you know they're in. Um. In, they're leading. Richard had one. Richard Irvin had one. What? a couple of weeks ago. In the beginning. But, they, he, but, but wasn't it wasn't like three weeks ago he had a poll that says, showed that he was up
5: he was seven, He was leading by two seven, points. Two points? Okay. Two points.
3: And there Bailey came back with a poll showing that he was up what, by six, seven points? No, uh, 11. 11, 11. And I don't know if you saw the recent poll uh, that um, uh, gubernatorial candidate Jesse Sullivan put together. Uh, he was neck and neck with Darren Bailey. Wow. Yeah. Uh, you know, you got to give it to me. What did I call at the beginning of this gubernatorial race?
5: Dark horse. Who who did I say was the dark horse? You said Jesse Sullivan was the dark horse, man. And what did I say? You said you better watch him. I mean, he's got the look, he's got it all put together. And I said, "Well, I don't know." And uh guess what? He's right there.
3: And and so that means my prediction came true, right? Well, you didn't bet, so guess well, what? I don't I mean, owe you. I'll I don't owe you three martinis. No, we do. You no, do. I don't owe you three <laughs> martinis. <laughs> okay, you're right. You're right. You're right. You you don't owe me do three martinis. But it is what it is. Um, but I, I've I've I actually been to a few of his events, and um, the f- the very first one that I've been to uh, that I went uh, attended, um, I saw a different one, different Jesse Sullivan. It was as almost as if something clicked. And he started understanding why he was running, and the fire that was in his belly. When I went to the last event, I was like, "Who is this guy?" And it, it, that was even that was that was after even I, I made the prediction that he, he'd be the Dark Horse. And I was like, "I gotta have him on the show." And you know, Kathleen Murphy and I are, are really good friends, and that's why I invited candidate for governor of the state of Illinois, Jesse Sullivan, onto the show today. Jesse, welcome. To Black and White Radio.
17: Yeah. Hey, John Anthony. Thanks so much for having me. It's so awesome to get to be here with you and your listeners.
3: Yeah. Thank you thanks so much for picking
17: me as the dark horse. <laughs> <laughs> I, I,
3: people said I was crazy. People said, Nah, it's going to be Raybine. I said, No. I'm telling you, I see something about Jesse Sullivan that sticks out to me, and um, I think we were at Judson College, one of um, the event with Mark Vargas, and I was sitting talking with Jesse. And I heard something, and and I mean, he even asked me for some advice about a few things. But it was something about his passion for his for, and his love for God that really, really pushed me. And you know, some people say, "Well, you shouldn't, you shouldn't push religion in politics." I I, I differ. I, I disagree. I think that's what's been wrong. That's what's been missing in our politics. And that's why I wanted to have you on, Jesse, because. I want people to get to know who Jesse Sullivan is, away from your your your, your um your opponents attacking you, yeah. trying to label who Jesse Sullivan is, away from any and everybody's trying to say who Jesse Sullivan is. Talk to the black and white listeners. Who is Jesse Sullivan?
17: Oh, you said it, man, God is front and center in my life. He's the center of everything. And uh and I really truly believe that i've been called to step in to do this not to win uh but i've been called because i feel like god leads and we follow and uh my home is under attack and i just genuinely feel this way that the far left is winning right now because they're trying to remove god from our politics yeah and i want to bring god back to the center front Mm -hmm. and center and these faith values that we love and live by it, isn't a very, it is a very intentional effort and design that the far left is going through, through our education system and elsewhere to say, we are going to insert a different set of values, not these faith values. This new sex ed bill you know, that's yeah. come through, I just was rereading all of it. And it is a very intentional design to move God, the nuclear family, respect in, for marriage, for uh, fatherhood, um, these principles are just they're being removed from our society and that's why we're going downhill yeah. and if we're going to get everything back we got to get back to our faith values and our family values again so that's why i'm running and uh yeah the more people get to know me kathleen this campaign the more they see this is actually what we want for illinois that's actually what's going to save our state
3: yeah if you're just joining the show we talked to candidate for governor jesse sullivan um pastor blanning you know him very well um he was he was um uh, just on the show for the first hour and he's talking about grace association uh and i do, I do know that you just came out with an education plan share with, the, share with our listeners what that plan is and how do you plan to implement that should you be you win um the primary and then you beat pritzker how do you plan to implement that education plan
17: yeah so it's power to the parents and right now this is not but our education system is so obviously failing our kids two out of every three kids not reaching grade level standards three out of every four in cps that are not reaching grade level standards so it's failing our our kids here's why it's not a problem of money it's a problem of power Yeah. the chicago teachers unions and these union bosses special interests they have all the power in the system they have all the democrats in their hip pocket uh they they get anything they want they don't have our parents our children, even the teachers best interests in mind. And so here's what we are calling for is school choice. I'm a free market capitalist. I'm, uh, I believe in competition. I'm also a father to young kids yep. that have skin in the game. We got to give parents choice. Where do you want to send your kid to school? Your tax dollars should follow hey, your you. You want to send them, you want to send them to a private school, a charter school, um, you want to homeschool your kids? Like you should be able to have that opportunity, especially when this indoctrination and ideology is being pushed. And so I call for getting this garbage out of our classrooms. Um, you know, this is one of the biggest differences with Darren Bailey and myself. Uh, he went on Fox News and said, "You know, I disagree with what's being taught, but if lo- at the local level and local school boards, they get to make the decision if they want to teach." this ideology, then I'm going to let them. Well, I am not going to let them. I refuse to allow these state dollars to go towards teaching indoctrination and ideology in the classroom. And so I'm going to be a fighter, you know, for my kids and for yours to get this stuff out of the classroom.
5: Hello, sir. Uh, who you've answered almost every last one of my (laughs) questions. So I'm going to start out by saying I've seen your commercials. I saw you, your debate, and I've heard everything you've just said right here on this show So I don't need to ask you any questions about your principles and your core values. I like everything that you just said. So let's skip past what you believe. And I'm going to ask you if you're governor, what would be your one, two, three step plan uh, for Illinois to get us back on track?
17: Yeah. So number one is executive orders, you know, day one stuff where it's like no more mask mandates, no more vaccine mandates. They're going to try to push more of this stuff because that's what the Democrats do. So, executive orders that prioritize liberty and freedom again we're also gonna uh change out agencies the board of education that's causing all this ideology stuff i'm gonna clean house uh the governor has the employees there i'm gonna clean house same with the prisoner review board Um, so day two stuff is the agencies we need to bring in in best in class talent who are actually held accountable for results so i'm a foster parent and the DCFS system is broken. I've seen it firsthand. 20,000 of our most vulnerable kids. It is criminal wow. how poorly that agency's run. run. Once again, not about money. That's always the Democrats' answer. Let's throw more money at the problem. The problem is, with the system is accountability uh, in the system for results. And so I'm going to bring it in the agencies. Lastly, then you come to uh, actually proactive agenda that you need the legislature for. One, ideally, we'll have veto power. Um, you know, to be able to say right. no more. And I'm the only candidate in the race who has signed a taxpayer protection pledge, which says I refuse to raise taxes on the people of Illinois. I won't do it. I'm so surprised no other candidate in this race has signed that pledge. You would think in a Republican primary, every candidate would sign it. And they would say, we don't have a revenue problem. We have a spending problem in the state. But I'm the only one to put my word behind that. And, uh, and so, you know, getting back to, you know, working with the legislature, repealing this anti-police bill that's in place uh, that's coddling criminals yeah. um, is number one on the list and then trying to work towards school choice yeah. like we were talking about and uh, lastly is around our budget we gotta take on the pension crisis
3: amen oh yeah hey, hey um, Jesse you might hold it on for one more segment I mean yeah. um, it, it won't let's be long unless you want to um, But no, let's uh, do it all right. I'm here thank you so much Jesse uh, we're talking with Jesse Sullivan candidate for governor in the great state of Illinois um, I, I got a, a few more questions that I really want uh, because I, I really like Jesse, so well, I what? really, really do. I'll you like listen it. to Black and Right? We'll be right back.
16: It's guitar, baby girl. Hey. Okay. To it's right Black
3: and
0: Right continues on AM five sixty. Once again, here's John Anthony.
3: The answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with my good friend, the troublemaker himself, Valon Galloway. Before the break, we were talking to Jesse Sullivan, who's a, also a candidate for um, governor here in this great state of Illinois. Uh, Jesse, you know, one of the things you keep hearing is Richard Irving is the only person that can beat J.B. Pritzker and that Darren Bailey's the only one that can win the uh, Republican primary. How do you navigate those waters to pull out a win in the Republican primary, and also how do you? What does it take to beat a JB Pritzker? I personally think everything's there to defeat Pritzker. Um, what yep. say you?
17: Yep, it's it's going to take two things. You've got to turn out the conservative base, and you're going to have to win over independents and disaffected Democrats that feel like the left has gone way too far left. So, Richard Irvin, you know, he always. Gives that case that he's the only one. Well, he can't turn out the conservative base. It's so obvious he is way too liberal um, to be able to turn out the conservatives. And so uh, he's being pointed out as the fraud. He is. Uh, he's diving in the polls. Um, really, it's Darren and I left. And uh, Darren, unfortunately, there's a reason why JB Pritzker is running millions and millions of dollars of ads to prop up Darren Bailey. Uh, it's because he de- he knows he would be the easiest candidate to beat in this race. He's co-sponsored a bill to separate Chicago from the rest of the state. He really can't bring the state together. I really feel like I'm the only candidate who's capable of winning over conservatives because I am a true, authentic conservative. Uh, but I'm also someone who can win up around Chicago. Right. You know, and uh, yeah, some of these polls you believe, some you don't. But we kind of doubled everyone else in the field in Chicago right now is a campaign and we're going to win over, especially on the Hispanic side. You know, i my wife is Hispanic. Our kids are you'll put a lot in Espanol. Like <laughs> uh, I've been talking with small business owners. They are pro family, pro faith pro small business. Uh, they're ready for an alternative to JB Pritzker and uh, really what the terrible democratic party and the far left has done to our state, to our community, yeah. and so yeah, I think we can really win this thing, and I truly believe I'm the only candidate that can do it.
3: Yeah, and, and, and to go back what you just said, I am a true conservative. I, I, I really hate when you hear people say, well, they were a Democrat before. Verlon was too. He voted for Barack Obama. Oh well, no, no, <laughs> <laughs> don't have me go. Almost lost my composure. I'm sorry. <laughs> you made me cough on that. I was drinking water. Uh, I'm just kidding. But but I, 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 I really don't like that water went down the runway. uh when people say uh i was I'm a former democrat i I saw the I saw the lie I saw my way um i I look at your at your website I listen to you talk I see nothing that would tell me that Jesse Sullivan is not a true conservative H- i how do you fight back and push back against that narrative that some of your opponents are trying to paint on you
17: yeah well I'm an outsider to the whole political system. You know, I grew up. I'm a sports family, not a political one. So we were watching the Chicago Bears fighting a lion eye. Like I didn't know what a Democrat and Republican was until I was a junior in college. Right. And, uh, you know, the back in college, the Democrats they lie and say, "Hey, we are the ones who care about people in need and poverty." I I learned no handouts create dependency. They don't create freedom and opportunity. It's actually the conservative values that help lift families up out of poverty, creating jobs, growing the economy. So, you know, I am I am someone who can make that argument and win over these disaffected Democrats and independents uh, that have kind of bought into that Democrat lie, but are sitting there saying, well, what do I have to show for it? You know, the Democratic Party always pretends like they're the compassionate ones, but they don't get good outcomes uh, for families in need. So. You know, I am a true conservative. I grew up working on a farm in central Illinois, uh, very pro-life. You know, my wife and I are foster parents because we want to live our pro-life values, pro-Second Amendment. I have an M9 Beretta, same model, a weapon I carried over in Afghanistan to protect my family. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm going to fight for, for these conservative values. And uh, and so I am a true conservative. It's really the best lies money can buy coming from Richard Irvin and, and others who just want to paint me as something I'm not because I pose a threat. Right.
5: Well, I I want to start off by saying I believe you. You you got the look, you got the whole package, and you walk the walk. So I got oh, one you. I got one question to ask you. A quick question. Yep. Okay, and I ask all the uh, the people running this question. When it comes to these agencies, I always ask them: Are they going to eliminate any agencies? And they say they're going to consolidate them. So if you're not going to eliminate which agencies are you going to consolidate?
17: Yeah. So we, we've come up with a plan to reduce the budget by $10 billion, uh, a major plan. And what number one is to fix our pension crisis. Cause that's the one where you can save the most that's money true. in the budget by fixing it. Uh, number two, like you mentioned, consolidation is so necessary. We have more units of government than any state in the nation by an order of magnitude. And so um, that is hard work, you know, to consolidate. And, uh, but there's so many administrative positions, yeah. uh, even at the school level, where, you know, people don't want to get rid of their mascots. But being able to, at the administrative level, make things more consolidated. And government really running a patronage and corruption audit from the governor's office, line by line. Because we all know Mike Madigan, he built this in and designed it into the system. He's been ruining Illinois longer than I've been alive. We need somebody who doesn't owe anybody anything in yeah. this system who's going to go through it line by line, say, is this necessary? Was this a corruption patronage hire, uh, a unit of government, and get rid of it? And so I commit to doing that when I get into office.
3: Yeah, and, and, and Jesse, a, a lot of people talk about the, the one of the paths to victory for Republicans running in the um, state of Illinois. You have to win some of the college counties, but you got to win at least 20 to 22 percent of Cook County. Yep. Uh, Blexit, yep. one of my YouTube, um, listeners, uh, says you have to win the black vote. Richard Irvin is the only Republican who acknowledges the black vote. Uh, I would, I would have to disagree with, um, uh, Blexit because I was actually at the union league club of Chicago when Jesse Lee, Jesse brought in, uh, a, a young mother who had lost her son, um, to, mm. to, to being shot in the city of Chicago. Um, uh, so oh, just wh- what is your plan? in the black community? How do you, how do you, uh, I know Vilan, Vilan does not like identitarian politics, but, but, yeah. but, but, but you do have to at least acknowledge that, you know, there are a lot of, I believe there are a lot of black people who feel disenfranchised right now by the politics in the state of Illinois. And they're looking yep. for somebody to at least acknowledge who they are. What is your plans to, to address those issues in, uh, in this upcoming election?
17: Yeah, well, our diversity in our state is a good thing. It's a beautiful thing. Like in my own family, I mentioned, you know, my wife and and, uh, children that are Hispanic. Well, I have a black foster daughter and foster grandchildren. And so to me, that diversity is something beautiful. Uh, When it comes to the policy areas, two very specific policies that I think are winning issues uh, that are going to really make the big difference. And it's the civil rights issue of our day. And that is school choice. It is going to mothers and saying, How do you like to send your kid to that underperforming public school right here? How would you like to send them to a better school Um, and giving them that option and choice? School choice is such an important issue because education is the pathway out of poverty and generational cycles of it. And the other one is crime and public safety. You mentioned Angela. She lost her four-year-old boy that was shot in the head two times in, in his own home. Yeah, and it's uh, it's a tragedy, and and no one wants this crime around. Right. They want someone who's going to stand up strong and say, "No more. Uh, we're going to recall Kim Fox and yeah. get her out of office and push for those recall efforts." We're gonna, we I I served over in Afghanistan as an Army civilian, and part of my job was helping set up local police forces. It's yeah. why you know these, um, sheriffs around the state have gotten behind me, yeah. and we are going to crack down on crime again. Amen.
5: Well, I, uh, you're the one candidate that I didn't have too many questions for, so I'm just going to part <laughs> by saying, hopefully, one day I meet you in person. Maybe I'd love that. Maybe it'll be if it comes down between you and JB.
3: And, and, and Jesse, I want to give you one minute to give your pitch to the state of Illinois voters why they should vote for Jesse Sullivan. You got 45 seconds.
17: Great, Well we have a corrupt state that's failing us. We need an outsider who does not owe anybody anything to step in there and get rid of it. I'm ready to lead on day one. I've got experience over in Afghanistan helping set up local police forces. We're going to crack down on crime. You know, when it comes to being a father to young children, we're going to get indoctrination garbage out of our schools and get excellence back in. I'm a business guy, an entrepreneur. We've helped create jobs around the world. We're going to create the jobs of the future right here in Illinois. And what it most importantly, we need a person rooted in a set of values. For me, it's my Christian faith. And I'm going to bring those faith values and family values back into office. And we're going to make Illinois a state we can be proud of again.
3: Amen. Where can people find you? What, your website, social media? You got
17: five yeah, seconds. Yeah, so jessiesullivan.com. We're surging in the polls. Please jump on board. Vote for us on June 28th.
3: Jesse Sullivan, thank you so much for joining Black and Right. Uh, hey, look hey, forward you. to look forward to future future meetings with, with you, sir.
17: Hey, you called it early. That's you got it. it right. We'll
3: be right back. <laughs> back to Black and Right with John
0: Anthony on AM five sixty. The answer.
10: Welcome don't back don't song,
3: song, to Black and Right Radio on AM five sixty. The answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. Live in studio. I, I swallowed that water wrong earlier today, and still just.
5: Well, you know when you got dry mouth, you trying to talk? No, and- but it went down, went oh.
3: down really quick, mm-hmm. and then you made me laugh with it. And oh God, I, I don't like your bum.
5: Oh, I'm sorry. So you go, you to you End up getting a strike. You keep on with that bum. What though. you bum? They bumped. They
3: struck you last time. So I'm f- not saying you bum. Do you know what you bum? You, you know, say know what you're I'm, a bum. I know what it means. No, beautifully, uniquely made. That's that's the name. I that's the Whoa. my kids. Yeah, my kids like you know. I I taught them to signify each other with that you said
5: that all the time. Yeah, I know. But then was it, it was YouTube. It was either YouTube or no, Facebook. No, like it.
3: it wasn't because of you, bum. It wasn't? No. Okay. You bum. <laughs> hey, I, I, I know you want to talk about the attack on Father's Day. Yeah. Um, Before we do that, I just had to play this hilarious clip I heard on uh, TikTok. Uh, let me set it up. You know how Trump predicted pretty much everything that would, would, would happen. To a, with a Biden presidency, I mean everything. I'm like Cat Williams. Everything. He he predicted everything, and I want to I want to play this little short clip, and then uh, we discuss it, and then we'll go on to talk about your father, uh, um, the attack on Father's Day. But I, what what you think about that Jesse Sullivan interview?
5: He was great, and you know I should have told him while uh, uh, while he was on radio when I was talking to him because I could, he amazed me. So I couldn't think of anything really to ask him except for his plan for Illinois, but you know what? I love a candidate that will stand up for what he believes. I, I didn't, I couldn't even ask him anything about values because he came out the box with him. yeah. So I, I, I like him. I like the guy. Look at you! I, I swear to God, I hope I can sit in this room with him and just, you know, talk to him. I don't want his
3: events then? I am. I mean, you can't vote for anybody. You Indianian. I can still like people. What do they call you guys?
5: Uh, the Hoosier.
3: You know how we we Illinoisans, Hoosier, Hoosier, a Hoosier, Hoosier, what, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm gonna play. <laughs> Thank you. I'll be here all week. Um, I want to play this clip real quick, and then we we let's discuss it, and we'll go. This is amazing. Listen.
18: Before I took office, there was a lot of folks out there. A lot of folks out there making some pretty bold predictions about how things would turn out. You might remember some of the predictions. They're coming for your guns, they're coming for your jobs, and they're coming for your freedom. They hate American energy and Joe Biden will shut it all down. He's going to. Uh, that if, if I became president. Biden's elected, he will wipe out your energy industry. Another prediction that is my favorite one, I must add, is that if I got elected. Gas prices going five, six, seven dollars for a gallon. <laughs> <laughs> they Flood your communities with criminal aliens, drugs, and crime while they live behind beautiful gated compounds. <laughs> they try to take away your gun. Second Amendment. They want to take it away. Second Amendment. While they enjoy private security that's fully armed. I never understood that one. You spend trillions of dollars rebuilding foreign nations, Uh-oh. fighting foreign wars, and defending foreign borders so for all those predictions of doom and gloom six months in here's where we stand you want to use the word recession or depression think of the single mom <laughs> struggling to put food on the table each month you know it's uh, it's sad so if your primary concern right now is inflation we could stop it in 30 minutes. When I took office. He finally went outside. He went to get an ice cream. Look, the bottom line is this. I say you're not doing a very good job. Because he can't take any questions now from the press.
5: I don't, uh-huh. know, if, I don't know if people Ta-da! don't have retention or if they stuck on stupid. How many times can you hear the truth and live what this man is saying? And it doesn't stick. I mean literally, he said what we was gonna go through word from word, subject by subject, and people are still just upset with the man by the way he speaks. And you know, just they just they just hate him.
18: What like this? This is not a matter of money, this is a matter of will. If the United States has forty billion dollars to send to Ukraine, we should be able to do whatever it takes to keep our children safe at home
0: like this we don't have inflation because the people are living too well we have inflation because the government
3: is living too well where's the lie
5: there is no lie but i just think that we have more sheep than people that want to step out there and leave
3: explain sheep i mean
5: they follow um, what um, they follow what whoopi goldberg and hoffman and that idiot Bayhart and the rest of them say on
3: tv and now matthew mcconaughey right and now matthew mcconaughey (laughs) you you see it
5: already already said he's one of the beautiful people but you know the beautiful people don't have anything to say. Have you ever dated a beautiful woman with nothing to say? That's Matthew Wait, McConaughey. Did you
3: say beautiful people. Yeah, he's one of the beautiful people. I like your, I like your isms. <laughs> <laughs> your 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 <laughs> <laughs> You need to put all of them on the shirt.
5: <laughs> what's the guy? What's the guy? George
3: Michaels. <laughs>
5: George Michaels. Red. <laughs> you know what? What was what's the guy name that plays on a. Uh, uh rescue I don't know if it's I think it's Rescue 911 Texas. He's the star. You don't know the you know the guy Rob Low. Rob Lowe. Oh, I forgot about that. Well, he's the one that coined the phrase beautiful people. He was like everybody either hates or attacks. He said it years and years ago. Everybody attacks the beautiful
3: people. Yeah. And he was one of them. I don't have cable or regular television. You've had it when he said that long. I don't have it now. I'm just saying, I don't have it. Oh well you just don't So I don't I don't watch Cable or television? I hear you. I have a streaming service. Well, Rob Lowe's a beautiful person. All right. Hey, Attacks on Fathers coming up.
0: This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer.
3: Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with a troublemaker himself. He's getting ready to cause some trouble right now. Never lie. You, you're telling me that your kids are taking you out for Father's Day today yeah? because tomorrow is Father's Day and no, no, it's no. also now become Juneteenth. Oh, so, so
5: today's a bittersweet day for me today because uh, my daughters are taking me out. And I'm happy, but I would have rather it been tomorrow. But woke CRT. They've come up with and they're pushing Juneteenth. They say it's been going on for a decade. It has. I, okay, maybe so. Yeah. But I just found out about it, and most black people that I know just found out about it about three years ago.
3: Yeah. Well, Babette, Babette, and Babette and Raquel, mm-hmm. they used to put on Juneteenth events. It wasn't. Yeah. It, well,
5: listen, listen. I know a lot of black people. Yeah. I talked to a lot of black people yeah. as well as you, and they didn't know a damn thing about it until a few years ago. I didn't find out about it until I. You What's know, your problem with it? My problem with it is I believe it's a direct attack on Father's Day. And we all know that Marxism don't like the nuclear family. So what way do you attack the nuclear family? But, but, you attack but, the father.
3: But Father's Day don't, doesn't always fall on the 19th. Right? Like I haven't looked into it. I'm right. upset this you year. You upset this year because you... Yeah, I'm upset this
5: year. I'm what, paying Trump, attention Trump, to it.
3: What, didn't Trump sign this into law? I don't know. To
5: make it a national holiday, I have no idea. Maybe you can you can check yeah, it out. I do
3: believe I do believe um, Trump. Well, you know he he listen,
5: All politicians throw the saddlebone, but we've already had pride take away the whole month. Right. This month is Pride Month, and they okay. have they have June know, and October. Think right. Think about it. Think about that. What? Why did they give this month to LGBTQ? And this is the date. This is the month that has Father uh, Day in it.
3: You think you think there's something sinister? Yes,
5: it's an attack on the father,
3: on the male, on the male.
5: Yeah, on the male cuz how do you how do you defeat the nuclear family? You take the father out of the home.
3: Well, well, social engineering has found that out. Yeah. In the last what, 40, 50, 60 but years. But they don't stop. Yeah.
5: They don't stop. They keep pecking at like a woodpecker. They're just going to peck it until it, it until they destroy it. It's just, it's just like it's just like a it's just like a, a gang of woodpeckers on a small tree. They're just gonna peck, peck 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 until they knock that tree
3: down. Yeah. Do you know what Juneteenth is? Yeah,
5: it's when the last slaves were free in Texas. You know, I, I understand it's a real thing, and I don't I don't knock black people that want to celebrate it. But today, this one day of the year, why not just celebrate Father's Day? And let that Juneteenth holiday fall to the wayside. I understand it's a lot of women that don't want to celebrate Father's Day because they may have a deadbeat dad. Okay, you know they might they might have a you know uh,
3: they might corrected. problems with their fathers. I stand corrected. What's up? When Trump, uh, um, thank you, Blexit, When Trump, Biden actually signed it into law.
5: Thank you. Oh, God. I, I,
3: I, oh, But remember, Trump was trying to make it. I don't know what he tried to do with this thing. I don't pay but attention to that. They didn't want to have Trump do any of that.
5: Okay, fine. Yeah, good, good. Fight back against this because it was, it's an idiotic idiotic holiday as far as I'm concerned because every day is black. Yeah. Every day is black. Let's get over it. Yeah. Every
3: day is black history every day. But do you have a problem with, with, with people celebrating it? I mean, you have a problem with it becoming a national holiday. Yeah. Do you have a problem with people celebrating
5: it? Like I said, I don't knock people for celebrating it, but we already have a holiday today fathers have been disrespected for so long for decades, I agree. Top of decades. No, I agree with that and i don't like them celebrating this holiday on father's day we're just not getting a little bit of respect for this holiday i'm a single father i was i was a single father my kids are grown now and i think i should be respected for raising my kids yeah you know just like mothers are respected big time for raising yeah. their kids
3: Oh yeah, m- m- mother's Nothing interferes with Mother's Day,
5: so I don't like it. I don't like it, and I and I, and I look deeper into it. Mark Marxism is a direct attack on on the, yeah, but on I the don't. I don't think
3: this Juneteenth started as that because no, the Frederick didn't. Frederick Douglass Foundation, uh, Babat and, and Raquel, they've been putting this, they've been doing Juneteenth events here in the state of Illinois before anybody else was ever doing it.
5: Well, I just want to see how many times did it fall. And they're over. Republicans. I know that. But I just want to see how many times did it fall on Father's Day. Yeah, I just don't like it.
3: Babette, JP, if you're listening, um, have Babette call in. I would love to get Babette's um, understanding of that. Let's go back to the phone line. Gary, Gary from Naperville, Juneteenth. What do you want to talk about with Juneteenth?
14: Hey, well, thanks for all you do. You guys are doing a wonderful job. I totally agree with the attack on fathers, and it is all it is a Marxist plot. But what but, but we have to start talking about is that slavery was reinstituted in 1913. Because, you know, the definition of slavery is when you work and someone else gets the benefits of your, whatever your work was, whether it was your income or, you know, whatever it is. And uh, that's what slavery was. People had to work and give their uh, benefits to other people. And when they started income tax, income tax is slavery. The harder you work, the more you have to give it to other people. And so slavery is not ended. And so this idea of uh, picking one particular place in Texas for it to end well, it was reinstated, and we ought to talk about that. Yeah. All
3: right. Thank you. Hey, thanks so much, Gary. Thanks so much for listening. Um <clears throat> Yeah.
5: That's I a mean, good that's
3: a good perspective. But see, I see I don't have the issue with, with with Juneteenth that a lot of people have. I have a I because because I've I s I was Babette and hanging out with them with the Juneteenth. I've been to Juneteenth events and uh, it was more the ones we weren't into was more of an explaining what freedom is at. difference right
5: yeah what, what, like I said Texas Texas slaves were the last ones to be freed I understand why they celebrated but uh, not on my day
3: okay Marine, hold the line we'll take your call when we get back you listen to the Black and White on M560 Answer we'll be right back
0: This is Black and White right with John Anthony oh. on AM five sixty, the answer.
10: Shut down! That's
3: how Stop! Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM five sixty. I'm your host John Anthony, live in studio with the troublemaker himself, Ryan Galloway. Um, um. I agree with you, Marvin. Marvin says, I have issues with it being politicized. So what is today commemorating slavery's ending in Texas?
5: <clears throat> hey, wait, listen, it's not about the slavery thing. I, like I said, I don't knock it. My problem is it's a, it causes a conflict between black people, especially fathers and mothers, because like today, today shouldn't be celebrated as Father's Day for me. It should be tomorrow, but yet their mothers celebrate Juneteenth more so than Father's Day, they really don't give a crap about Father's Day. So I have to celebrate my day a day early. Yeah. And they're going to go off tomorrow and celebrate Juneteenth. So I just well, think it causes a, a rift.
3: But but I also think at least what the, 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 the way they the Frederick Douglass Foundation would try to phrase it, frame it was that it was a reminder that the Republican Party freed the slaves. You know, Texas just didn't find out two years later.
5: Do you think America cares right now? No, no.
3: I'm just telling you. Okay. That f- you know what I mean? That's great. It didn't know that, but nobody's but nobody, nobody. Do you know care. how many people don't know that it right. was Republicans that free slaves? <laughs> Trust me. You know that. They helped
5: <laughs> civil rights. They helped yeah. everything. But guess what? Yeah. Nobody's going to care now.
3: Yeah. Today. true. Well, in some way. That's what started me on my journey. Because okay. yeah. I, I had never, never heard that in, in school.
5: Mine was well learning about the civil rights. Yeah. Republicans helping pass civil rights more. See, so I didn't than, learn that in school. More so than Lyndon Johnson signing it. I that's didn't cool. even learn that in school. I did. I learned that.
3: I went on my own self discovery after having a conversation with a with a with an old black man, and he was a Republican, and I'm like, whoa, that's what started me. Like, wait a minute, maybe me being part of this Democrat, um, some would call it plantation. Um, I need to change how I'm looking at life. Well, and I started it. And I, I'm not, I told you, I'm from the 21st Ward, right. Chicago.
5: Well, I knew it because Rush talked about it all the time.
3: Yeah. Well, and then that's somebody, he hit me up to Rush. Right. And then Kevin McCullough, who used to be on this this airway, AM 560. And then Sandy Rios, who was also on this Airways. Yeah. So I started listening and I'm like, wait a minute. What I've been told all my life is not yeah, true. Of course. My family told me all the, wrong, all the wrong stuff. I got lucky
5: and and uh, learned about Rush Limbaugh early in life.
3: Right. Well, let's go to the phone. Maureen from the South Side. Uh,
2: hi, John hi. and hi. Uh, how are you doing? First time caller. I've been listening to you for uh, about a year and a half or more. Thank you.
3: Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs>
2: and uh, love your show. Uh, my question is, I, I don't know if you know or not about Jesse Sullivan, Um you know if he approves or disapproves of sanctuary cities? Ooh, that would have been a good that
5: would have been a great question. I thought they, that so could
2: that's Normie.
3: That's your alley. Why he, didn't you he mesmerized me, man? I mean, I was smitten. <laughs> oh, oh, he he was like the cobra snake. You know, you were. I was smitten. Yeah, I was mesmerized. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know, Maureen. Um, that's that's a question. Yeah,
2: because I- a lot of them have a lot of good points, but then I know I think <laughs> Max Solomon was the only one that really said that. You know, he was against. He, he, sanctuary cities, I mean uh, we're all for legal immigration and stuff, but uh, I'm not too fond of you know uh, how can they say sanctuary city when uh, they're here illegally? I agree. I mean, what part of...
3: Maureen, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) Maureen, thank you so much for calling, but we gotta go. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for listening. Please continue to call. I want to thank everybody. Jesse Sullivan, Pastor Bland, Jonathan T. Gilliam, you... Pistol Pete. See you next week